This episode of the Upper Discussion Podcast is brought to you in part by Whiskey Lane. Launched in Kelowna, BC, and now expanding to Montreal, Whiskey Lane is on a mission to share their obsession with quality food and drinks with growing audiences by keeping the best local flavors on their minds and on their tongues. No matter what your business needs to grow, Whiskey Lane knows how to make it happen. Whiskey Lane, bringing long lines to the producers of specialty food and drinks. Go to whiskeylane.ca to find out more. And that's whiskey, the Canadian way, without an E. Hi, I'm Tom Zalatni, and you're listening to episode 296 of Up for Discussion, a show about great food and the people who love to make and eat it. Every week, we tackle a different ingredient, dish, or style of cuisine, sharing our favorite recipes and learning from our wonderful guests. Today, we're talking all about French fries. Toby, can you say French fries? Fries. That's right, yeah. Fries. Before we dig in, I want to take a minute to acknowledge that the studio where I'm recording is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. So I want to encourage you, assuming you're one of my settler listeners, obviously if you're Indigenous, this (laughs) goes without saying, uh, but I want to encourage you to take some time today and every day to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and with the Indigenous communities thereof. I'm hoping that by the time that Toby here is old enough to listen to and understand this show, more than just listening with headphones on in the studio with me right now, uh, I'm hoping that by the time he's, you know, big enough to really get it, the Canadian government will have done literally anything in pursuit of actual reconciliation with Indigenous people. Um, Right now, in 2020, a really good first step would be listening to them about how to fight climate change. Um, for, For years... Indigenous people in North America have been telling us, like, <laughs> in, in many, many ways, how to better take care of the land that we're living on, and uh, we've been ignoring them because our government cares more about money and stuff than about, you know, listening to the people who were here first. Um, so I'm hoping that by the time my kids are old enough, there's even a planet for us to live on, uh, and a really good first step for that would be to listen to the Indigenous people here and... Uh, hear them out about how to fight climate change. If you're interested, one of the other shows on our network, Canada's Young Leaders, is actually currently right in the middle of a season dedicated entirely to exploring ways to combat climate change, and I would highly encourage you to go give that a listen. Another great way to fight climate change is to elect leaders who actually believe that it exists. So, um, I don't know, if you're one of my American listeners, uh, maybe there's a choice you could make sometime soon, and maybe that choice uh, picked someone who graduated from the high school I did as their vice president. I don't know, just a thought. You know, it might be, might be worth uh, considering voting for someone who actually, uh, you know, believes in climate change, like a certain Democratic candidate. That's all I'm saying. I'm not telling you how to vote. I'm a little bit telling you how to vote. Right, Toby? Yeah. Okay, on with the show. Today, November 2nd, is my son Toby's birthday. He turns two today, and despite knowing a lot of words, has still never said I love you to either of his parents. 
But like six months ago, he said, I love these fries to a plate of French fries. So to celebrate his birthday today, we are talking all about French fries. Now, while the French fry might be seen as a staple of North American greasy diner food, its origins trace back as far as the 1600s, long before North America was colonized. So that's kind of cool. Long before potatoes made their way to any English-speaking countries, they were already being fried up down in what we now know as Latin America, in countries like Peru and Chile. There's a lot of argument about who popularized the French fry as we know it today, and obviously the French claim it as their own, but so do their neighbors in Belgium. And there's, you know, some confusion there since... The people speak French in Belgium. Uh, but if you ask me, a French fry is another one of those things that has so many variations and origin stories and cultures woven into it. All that really matters is when I'm going to get more to shove into my stupid hungry face hole. But what makes a good French fry? Today I'll be chatting with a couple of friends about how they like their fries, what they think makes a French fry worth eating, and maybe in like 10 years when Toby has the attention span to listen to a podcast, he'll be able to listen back to this and judge us for not even coming close to mentioning whatever crazy new innovative ways to eat French fries have become popular in his lifetime. God, Dad, you're such a square. You've never had a French fry cooked on re-entry into the Earth's atmosphere? Get with the times. Anyway, first up, I'm talking to Stefan Speck. Stefan is the host of one of our sister shows here on the Upford Network, Some Good Friends, where he talks to Some Good Friends. And you can't spell some good friends without some good fries. So, Stefan, how you doing? I'm good. That What an intro. What an intro. <laughs> to, to me and to French fries and to the, the sad state of affairs with a son that doesn't love you. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he'll love me eventually. Two is a hard age. I, I've heard it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But one wasn't great either. This is the cliche. The terrible twos and the not fun one. The not fun ones. <laughs> Um, uh, so, Stefan, uh, a while ago you joked that you wanted to do an episode of the show about French fries, and I don't ever take anything as a joke. So, here we are, talking French fries. What do you think of French fries? How do you eat them? How do you like them? What's your personal, deep, meaningful family relationship to French fries? Lay it all on me. Oh, my goodness. They're okay. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> there, is that enough for you? Yeah, perfect. I think French fries are okay. No. Uh, was it? Did I even joke about French fries? I just... I feel like I just said that deep frying fries will make your house smell bad, and that has parlayed itself into this episode. Maybe, maybe. Which apparently I am the opening act of. Yeah. So everyone, I'm going to say all the really controversial opinions right at the top, and then uh, everyone else will have to tread water in my wake. That's it. You're going you're gonna to set the ship on fire, and the rest of us have to find a way off later. That is a bold statement for me to make. We will we will see. Um, what is my relationship to French fries? I do love French fries. Mm-hmm. They are very delicious. Do you love them more than you love your parents? I would not say that. Okay. Do you love uh, them more than you love me and Teffer? Don't make me answer tough questions. Okay. All right. Don't don't make me answer. I mean, if, edit point. Edit point here, and then uh, just we'll pretend that never happened. In terms of like a family history with French fries, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I would not. Well, my my mom is Ukrainian, okay. So we have a long lineage lineage of potatoes, sure, uh, being eaten. But those were mostly in a mashed form, um, or sometimes like scalloped, I guess. But that's not very Ukrainian. Anyway, a lot of mashed potatoes, not so many fries. Sure. Um, so not a lot of family history with them. and uh, But I do feel like I I know what I like in terms of French fries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just made the sound that drives me crazy when people do it on my podcast when they, this noise. Oh, yeah. You know? And and you're like when you're editing and you see like a little waveform and then you see and then a couple beats later you see the main waveform and you're like I know one of those is coming. Oh yeah, I only want to hear that sound when people are eating French fries real close to the mic. 
Oh, I hate eating noises. Oh my goodness. Do you? So, are, are, are do you, eating noises not bug you? I know we're getting distracted. You already, know what? But... That's okay. We can get distracted sometimes. Eating yeah. noises don't necessarily bug me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the short version of the answer. So you said you know what you like when it comes to French fries. What is that? Mm-hmm. What do you like when it comes to French fries? Well, so okay, well, I'll answer that first, and then we can go into the culinary adventure I went on today making French fries. Yeah. What I like in French fries, like I do not like a thick cut fry. Okay. At all, I don't like uh, anything that's like a potato wedge, and people sell it as fries. Uh, not into that, and so I like. Everyone talks a lot about McDonald's fries. Sure. And I think they're good. I think the texture is good. But I am a big fan of Wendy's fries. Mm. And most people are not. But I feel like something you said in the intro uh, struck very true to my heart uh, in that you just want them to shove into your, your face hole. Mm-hmm. And I love fries that are like like nothing fries and you can just keep <laughs> keep eating them wendy's fries are definitely nothing fries they're nothing I, it's just yeah like, i eat my burger and then i'm just like and now i shovel all of these into my face in like short order like yeah. just one after the other and i i really like a fry like that okay okay i can respect that i think i i have to be in the mood for a fry like that i like mm. my fries to be a little bit more uh more of an experience you know yeah i'm i'm for that too i like uh you know a place with good fries i'm trying to think of one and i can't think of any like if it's crispy and if it's fresh it's gonna be good yeah i mean it's it's hard to no it's not i was gonna say it's hard to mess up french fries it's really not hard to mess up french fries oh yeah but like what i was gonna say is like for me the the kind of the top tier french fry is Mm -hmm. one that is still soft in the middle Oh, but yeah, it has a course. really nice crunch to the outside. Yeah, definitely. You need, yeah, you need like the just barely cooked potato in the middle. Yeah, and then the without, and then there's a whole like battered fries are a thing, right? Sure. Yeah. And I don't know if I've ever had battered fries, and so now I'm wondering: is that does that make it better? Is it better? Is it worse? I don't know. I don't know, I don't I don't know. either. Next time when we do the sequel to this, when Toby turns four, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, four. We can uh, we can talk. I'll make battered fries. <laughs> we can talk about that experience. I uh, I think in my mind, like the two places that stand out that I know of that I think make perfect perfect French fries mm-hmm. are uh, a place called Atlas Pizza in NDG. Okay, uh, their pizza <laughs> sure. is fine. Their French fries are perfect. Okay, uh, and actually Kojak's, the souvlaki chain has what I think of as the perfect really? french fries. And I've now, never been there. You might not love them because I think they're maybe a little thicker cut than you. Uh, Fuck that. Yeah, but Get they're not They're not so thick that they feel like home fries. They're more just kind of the like steak fry kind of, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah, which yeah. I don't know. I'd have to, next time I'm in a mall, which at this rate will be 2023. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I will stop at Kojak's and I'll be like, I've been sent by Tom's a lot nine. <laughs> It looks like Toby's birthday won't be falling on a Monday again until 2026. So we have a lot of time to try the uh, battered fries thing. Wait, why is it important that it's on a Monday? Oh, because that's when you release your podcast. Yeah, I'm not going to... He thinks he's going to get a birthday episode every year? Fuck that. Uh, He's not Christmas. No wonder he doesn't love you. (laughs) Yeah, no. Every child... If I know one thing from growing up as a child, um, which is how I grew up, uh, it's that every child loves... A podcast episode on their birthday every single year. Well, maybe he should learn to love me first, and then he can set expectations like that. Is all I'm it's saying. It's gonna be great when he listens to this in ten years and realizes that there was a price 
put on his love. Are I think you the a, idea a of unconditional love is is unrealistic. I don't know. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, your impression of him <laughs> off the top was probably enough to make him angry as a teenager. It's true. He's probably All listening right. to this and fuming right now. Hey, Toby, are you mad? Good. I like how we left a little spot for him to, to reply. <laughs> this is what time travel is. Yeah. Time travel is recording a podcast you want someone to listen to in a decade. Yeah, and then you know? leaving space for them to yeah. <laughs> add their own thoughts. Okay, so you told me that you went on a culinary adventure today. Yeah. Well, so when this originally came up, I, I made the offhand comment when uh, I last time I was on the show with Kate. Mm-hmm. And I believe my comment was something about how it will make your kitchen smell bad to deep fry fries. Sure. Uh, because I had never deep fried fries before. Uh, I have a Actifry machine. Oh, fancy Which man. is otherwise known as an air fryer. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's what I use to make fries usually. Right. And it's fine. It's not. They're not amazing, but they're not terrible either. Sure. Uh, but it is very good for making breakfast potatoes. Oof. We'll say. Uh, oof. No, that that's a good oof. I love, oh, okay. I love yeah, a well, breakfast potato. I was like, you love fries, but you don't like breakfast potatoes. <laughs> Who is this guy? Um, so today, I was like, I I feel like I can't, in good conscience, go on this podcast and talk about French fries without having made traditionally deep fried French fries. Sure. So I woke up at 7 a.m. I started <laughs> deep frying. And uh, and then uh, what time is it now? 6.15. At 5.30, I ate my fries. Okay. So it was a long day. Yeah. Um, most of that was uh, the fries sitting in the freezer being frozen. Right. Um, so I would like to know how do you make your fries when you make fries? And yeah. I want to compare and contrast. So I uh, I like to soak the potatoes for a little while before I fry them. Okay. Uh, kind of draw out some of the starch. You you slice them into fries first and then soak them. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, I okay. will. Makes uh, sense. Yeah. So I'll peel the potato, slice it into fries. Uh, in an ideal world, I'd have one of those machines that you push the f- potato through and it makes mm-hmm. perfect French fries for you. I don't have one of those, so I will mm-hmm. you know chop them up with a knife and they'll be not consistent sizes and I'll just deal That's with it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. It's not the end of the world. Um, I like to soak them in some water first uh, to help dry out the starch. And I think that there's maybe something to do with like soaking French fries in vinegar, mm-hmm. vinegar water. I feel like I've mm-hmm. definitely done it. I haven't necessarily noticed a huge difference from just cold water, but uh, I've heard that it makes a difference. I don't know. I'm not completely convinced. Um, but it, it helps to give them a better texture. Uh, mm-hmm. And then once I've had them soaking for a while, you know, take them out, pat them dry, I guess. Uh, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> just just pour the water straight into the boiling oil. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a great thing to do. Yeah. Nothing bad has ever happened to anyone who's poured water on grease. Um, so, yeah. And then I just, you know, get the oil to a good temperature, throw the fries in. You don't want them to crowd too much while they're in there. So you kind of want to take your time with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I've heard a lot of people talk about frying them twice being yeah. a good way to get a good texture inside. I mm-hmm. haven't done that. Uh, honestly, most of the time when I home make French fries, I will actually do breakfast potatoes. So sort of uh, little cubes instead of long right. fries. Uh, just because I like those a little bit better. Oh, I love <laughs> the those little, like the McCain, not hash browns, but like the I guess they're the breakfast potatoes. They're like the perfect cubes. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh my goodness, making a breakfast burrito with those inside. Oof. That I, is a good thing. When you can get one of those that has like a perfect crunch on the outside and is soft in the middle. Yeah. It's like what what better way to eat a french fry is there? It's bite-sized and it's the texture is just incredible incredible. 
but harder to shove into your mouth repeatedly. Maybe there's not that there's not that motion because with fries you have the motion of eating with your hands, right? And it's, there's like a connection between like I grab the fry, I put it in my mouth. I grab the fry, I put it in my mouth. It's like a I don't know, just like a smooth action. And sure, I think that's that's important to it. Yeah, there's something uh, primal about that. Yeah, or like like uh, like you eat all the big fries, you dip them in your sauce, right. uh, which I assume we'll get into later. What's the best sauce for oh, fries? But absolutely. You eat all yeah. the big ones, then you get down to like the little ones, and you you like bunch them up. You pick up a bunch at once, and you dip them all in the sauce and get it a little bit on your fingertips. Like there's like a primal. You're right. It's like a primal thing. Yeah, there there's something really. Uh... Yeah, just like physically satisfying about eating with your hands in a way that like a fork just doesn't cut it. Unless the the one thing that I will say is if you manage to stab like if you've got a whole steak and you get the whole thing on your fork and you just like take bites off of it, tur- like <laughs> rotating the fork. Yeah. Is that how you eat steak? <laughs> Isn't that how everyone eats steak? You you should you should get yourself like a a shawarma thing that that rotates the meat and just like <laughs> uh, spear a steak on it and you can like shave off. Uh, a strip as it rotates. Wait, this isn't just how everyone does it? I have a shawarma spit at my table. Oh, well, we don't all have a million dollars. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Wow, okay. All right, all right. You brought up an important question, Stefan. What is the best thing to dip a French fry in? Oh, yeah. I mean... Like, mm. so this is a tricky one because I think that this is one of those things where the sort of like multiculturality of french fries comes into play right where like you ask someone from any different country where there's a strong french fry culture they're gonna have a different answer but yes i do think that kind of the the default is ketchup mm-hmm, definitely here yeah and i Although, don't hate it it's changing how so i feel like mayo is has made huge strides that's interesting to me because i feel like in so we're both in montreal i think here Mayo mm-hmm. and ketchup together as a French fry like dip has been a thing like since we were kids, right? Like what do you that's mean just together? a thing. Mixed together? Well, mixed together or just side by side on the plate. Either way, okay. some people are you know gonna do one or the other. But like, yeah, having both as an option, I feel like mm-hmm. that's something that I didn't ever see on TV growing up. But like everyone I knew here did it, even when you were younger. Yeah, totally. Ah. Oh. Because I didn't grow up in Montreal, so oh, okay. for me, this is this is something that was introduced during my lifetime. That's right. You're the concept you're, of mayo. You're in Ontario, right? I'm a I'm a good old Ontario boy. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's I think it may be a Quebec thing then, because I yeah. Uh, yeah I remember growing up with that, and that's interesting so, to me because like that's not the only like sauce thing that we have here with French fries, right? Like we also have poutine here. That's like a very Quebecois thing. Yes, which is what I did with my French fries that I made today. Very nice. I do think ketchup is the best for me i like mayo i think mayo is even better with sweet potato fries oof yes my girlfriend likes mustard okay yeah that's not not my particular jam but uh, i also like what is it called in belgium the andalus sauce i don't know it it's basically ketchup and someone can correct me on this because it's probably wrong. Uh, it's I'm pretty sure it's ketchup, mayo, mustard mixed with like chopped up uh, pickles and a little bit of the pickle brine. Oh, and it's very good. That sounds wonderful. It's uh, a lot of times you'll see it as like uh, burger sauce in, okay. here in the states. It's yeah. a very similar thing, huh. um, but that's what they use in Belgium. And yeah. it's very good. I'm seeing, I, I'm looking at it on Wikipedia, and it's mayo, tomato paste, and peppers. 
Okay, so yeah, I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> the one that I'm talking about is maybe I am talking about burger sauce. <laughs> Just maybe that's all I'm talking about. But uh, it's good. Both of them are good. The original OG version and my bastardized version. <laughs> well, yours yours is interesting to me because yours kind of just sounds like cheeseburger sauce. Like to me, yeah, it sounds guess, like like yeah. the, a sauce that is a combination of all the things that go on a good burger. Yeah, and that's I guess that's why it's called uh, burger sauce. Right. I think that's that's like what Shake Shack does, and uh, not uh, the other one that's overrated In and Out, but right. uh, some of them. Shake yeah. Shack for sure. Yeah, I would believe that. Yeah, I do think so, that there's yeah. something really nice about the like pickle and mustard combo that kind of weaves its way in there. Yeah, and I grew up as someone who didn't like pickles, and mm. uh, 2018 was the year of the pickle for me. Oh when yeah, I started when I started eating pickles. Wow, it just clicked that year, right? And uh, ever since then, I can't uh, can't get enough. That's funny. I uh, I was someone who grew up not liking mustard, and I think mm. in like maybe 2015, 2016, I like got to a point where I was like, well, you know what? If it's on something, I'm just going to handle it, you know? Because sometimes yeah. you buy a pre-made sandwich and there's mustard on there and you're like, well, okay, I'm just going to deal. And uh, I realized at that point that like, oh, maybe I actually like this. And now I cannot get enough of mustard. And in fact, I will often dip my French fries in mustard. Mm, well, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's that vinegary punch yep. that, uh, that people like. And uh, I mean, I love mustard. I love mustard on a sandwich. I think it's one of the best sandwich ingredients mm. um mustard and like red onion not and more stuff not not just mustard and red oh god <laughs> i'm not eating just red <laughs> mustard and red onion on a sandwich that's a powerful powerful sandwich yeah i don't know i feel like uh of all the like preferences in food fry sauce is not as heated as others yeah well, I people think, seem like, to be more open i think the thing with french fry sauce is that like if you get french fries for the table to share yeah like okay let's look at a pizza right you get a pizza for the table to share mm -hmm. everyone has to agree on the toppings yes unless you're at a magical place where they can like customize half half or whatever <laughs> each slice is its <laughs> <Yeah>. own thing <laughs> that's it and like i'm sure there's a pizza place out there that will customize every slice for you for an extra you know 40 dollars or whatever but like generally speaking you need to be in agreement about it because even if you've got a pizza that's like half vegetarian half pepperoni and cheese you know they're going to interplay with each other a little bit because it's not oh of course yeah yeah with french fries everyone at the table can like a different sauce because the fries don't come pre-sauced the fries are in a basket or a plate or whatever in the middle of the table yeah and you can have all your sauces on your individual plates or in your individual cups at your own seat and just reach and grab fries so That's i think true. people don't feel the same like anger toward people who don't like the same mm. sauce as them because it's more personal like you don't have to share it the same way that's a good point yeah i think you're right uh but you know what i am remembering now do you know have you ever been to like a carnival yeah or and you buy the french fries that come in the cardboard box uh it's like a specific cardboard box it's brown and it's tall no um and it's like it was it's just fries in a cardboard box sure um but uh, they always put like whatever sauce you're getting so let's say ketchup on top of the fries right in the box and then they don't give you a fork oh i see what you're talking about the like the boxes that are almost kind of like a boat right like Could the be that open yeah, top yeah. box and they'll just like Could be that yeah. i'm specifically thinking of like a taller version of a, a chinese takeout box oh sure yeah yeah and that always drove me crazy yeah because you get ketchup you're in the carnival you're touching all this shit which is like dirty and gross 
and then you're gonna catch up all over your dirty gross fingers and then you have to like lick it off because there's no napkins once you walk away right yeah no mm. I, I I can't handle that life is hard life is hard so I double fried my fries <laughs> okay how'd it go so it was a whole so last time I was on the show I brought up the uh, famous chef trying to get his whole name J Kenji Lopez alt yeah uh, uh, who wrote the food lab and worked for serious eats and now works for the New York Times and is the best yeah and uh, he has a french fry recipe on all of those places uh, and I was like I'm gonna make that because I was this is a sidetrack thought I read this tweet the other day that was like software developers love cooking because you it's like a process and you if you do everything correctly it works right whereas software development sometimes you do everything correctly and it doesn't work and you're like what the fuck <laughs> right. why did this not work <laughs> And I was like, that resonates with me because I'm a software developer and I love to cook. Right. Um, but I don't, I'm not one of these cooks who's like, yeah, put it in for whatever and we'll see. Or like, we're not, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to not put a timer on for the pasta and just like taste it. Right. So I'm always like, we need to have like exactly, know exactly what it's going to be and we need to plan. And, and so uh, Kenji, Kenji Lopez Alt appeals to me in that regard because he's like a, a scientist sure um and he's his one of his famous things actually there's a new world's best chocolate chip cookie from the new york times now um but he had his own version of that where he made like 1300 cookies wow in order to find the the best chocolate chip cookie and one time he did like a blind focus or not a blind double blind controlled study mm. about how the best way to hard boil an egg Okay. Where he got like a hundred people to come in and just peel and taste hard boiled eggs all day. So that very much appeals to me. Right. So he has a method of doing French fries, which I think is a, a fairly standard method of, at this point, uh, where, like you said, you you cut them, um, and I have important a, first step. Important first step. Yeah. So they work great because <laughs> I didn't cut them first. I made a whole potato. Yeah, and you know the outside was very, very crispy, Oof, just and crunchy, the, crunchy, crunchy outside. And the inside was very crunchy. <laughs> so I have a food processor, okay, that has a French fry attachment. Ooh. Um, if you ever have an episode about kitchen appliances, yeah, <laughs> I it's it's tradition for me to predict what I will be on for next. I'm writing it down. On this show. So I have all of the kitchen appliances. Okay. Um, because my mom used to work at a kitchen store. Okay. So I have uh, all of them. Uh, so I do have a food <laughs> processor that has a French fry attachment. Right. Which uh, I used for the first time today, and it works great. Amazing. I'm jealous. And uh, then the technique was, to use, so I soak them in water for a little bit and drain them to get the starch off, like you say. Right. Uh, which I do with all, all potatoes, no matter what I'm doing with them. And then I boiled them for 10 minutes to cook them. Interesting. Okay. Yes. And so if you read uh, Kenji's article or you have the food lab and you read what he says, apparently there are certain things that happen when you boil the potatoes that are necessary for bubbles to appear on the outside of the fry because of how the starch is reacting, and that's what makes the fry crispy. Okay. Because you have the bubbles coating the fry, and when you deep fry them, it makes it, it it's like that uh, the texture that you want so you boil them and then you let them dry or you pat them dry or whatever and then you heat up the oil to 400 and deep fry them for 50 seconds huh and then take them out 
Uh, at this point is the point I almost burned down my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I have I've deep fried things before, but usually like if you're making deep fried fish or I'm not sure about chicken, but I've made deep fried fish and deep fried donuts, and that's like you're deep frying at 350. Yeah, uh, which is pretty reasonable. But this is 400, which I've never really done. So I separate. I wasn't I'm I wasn't stupid. I wasn't like I'm gonna put them all in at once. I right. did them in batches. But even the first batch was like way too much, and the oil just like bubbled up and went oh, over no. the side of my Dutch oven. And I was like, for sure, this is going to catch on fire. Luckily, it did not. That's good. Uh, and in uh, in high school, I had a friend who later burned down his apartment building uh, because he was making French fries. Okay. So all of all of those images flashed <laughs> through my mind. Right. But he went. He he burned it down because he went to take a pee. Oh well. <laughs> and the oil caught on fire. Yeah, that's that's your first mistake. Never pee while you're cooking. Yeah, or just pee into the garbage can beside the stove. Like a normal person. Like a normal person. Use the sink. Yeah, he's the same. Damn it, Stefan's cool. friend. Totally cool. I don't talk to him anymore. Good. He doesn't listen to podcasts. Or maybe he does. Maybe I'll get a, a message from him. It's just like, hey, man, I heard you mention me on a podcast the other week. Thought we were cool. Thought we were cool. Big fan of your career. <laughs> so then I freeze the French fries. Uh-huh. And this also apparently does something. Uh, read the article. Freezes them. Um, oh, and I, when I boiled them, there was, it's uh, two quarts of water and two tablespoons of white vinegar. Okay. And two tablespoons of salt. So it does have the vinegar, like right. you mentioned. When does the ketchup get in there? Uh, oh, I've covered myself in ketchup at this point. Perfect. Good, uh, good. Just to, just to like lube myself up so I can really slide around the kitchen. Well, yeah, it's important. If you More. end up starting a grease fire, you actually can just throw yourself onto the flames because the ketchup will smother it. Yeah, it's kind of. They like don't a, tell you that, but that's that's a real thing. Yeah, fuck baking soda. Yeah, uh, is it baking? It is baking soda. It's water. Sorry. Actually, you're supposed to use yeah, water. Yeah, water on a grease fire is the. Uh, I had another friend who did that. I did that. Was... I put out a grease fire with water once, and oh, I was amazed no. that it didn't explode. Wait, it worked. Yeah, uh, it wasn't a huge fire. Okay, yeah, it must have been like a little <laughs> bit of grease and a lot of water. Yeah, because I've seen those the demos that the the firefighters do with the deep fried turkeys. Oh yeah, uh, and those are insane. Yeah. No, I'm lucky to be alive. That's probably the closest I've ever been to death, honestly. It's a dangerous game, food. That's why we're here. Yeah, we need to we need to make it approachable. And then, uh, so I left them in the freezer all day, and then I took them out and deep fried them for three minutes. That's it. And they were really, really good. Good. I was would you impressed. call them perfect? I, I cooked most of them for a little bit too long. Okay. So, no. Fair enough. But yeah, I do highly recommend serious eats and kenji lopez alt cool and last time i also brought up his roast potatoes which are incredible oh yeah a uh, a quick shout out to roast potatoes as another option if you're uh feeling like eating a you know finger-sized potato but don't necessarily want to make your house smell like grease yeah yeah <laughs> and the uh the hack for I, I said this hack last time for roasted potatoes but uh, a good one also from serious eats is to you boil them first Put them all in a bowl with some oil and whatever spices you want, and then shake them around mm-hmm. so they get a nice coating on the outside. And then you roast them, and that coating gets really crispy. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, I've never done the bowl shit. trick, but I've uh, I've always been one to just you know pour a bunch of oil on them and then kind of get my hands in there and mix it up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's my the God, same you effect. Must have his hands of steel. What? No, no. Before <laughs> before cooking them. Oh, okay. Okay, in my version, you boil them for ten minutes first, right, right, and right. then that, and then they're like crazy hot. Yeah, so no, I don't. Do not put your hands in there. Don't put your hands in boiling water. Do put water on a grease fire. Dip your ketchup in mustard. 
these are the lessons you've learned today. D- dip your ketchup in mustard. <laughs> what did I say? Yeah, no, that's yeah. no, that is what you said. <laughs> that's it. That's the parable. Yeah, you first when you have a t- French fry, first you take some ketchup, you put it in the mustard, and then you dip the fry into both. Yeah, it's the only way. That's how cooking. That's that is how cooking. <laughs> that's how cooking. Well, Stefan, we're almost out of time. Uh, when oh you give goodness. you a chance, do you have any final thoughts on French fries? Any plugs that you want to give? Now is the time for all of that yeah i think french fries are delicious uh controversial pretty controversial um i my initial comment on that old episode is uh true my house does smell terrible now okay it just smells like oil and eat wendy's fries yeah mcdonald's fries eat whatever fries makes you happy and that's isn't that what it all comes down to yeah and uh, i didn't want to cry today but here here we go yeah, I think it's okay uh, to cry sometimes about French fries. I mean, if I had burned down my apartment, I would have cried. <laughs> <laughs> if the, the firefighters would have got there and I would have been like outside bawling and they're like, it's okay, you have your life. And I would have been like, but I don't have my fries. It would have been very dramatic. Yeah. Uh, other plugs, uh, if you would like to check out the podcast, Some Good Friends, please do. Uh, it's an improvised character podcast. And it's a lot of fun. It is. We have we're going strong on uh, sixteen episodes. Comes out every Monday early in the morning. Is there going to be an ad for my show on this episode? I have no idea. Oh, okay, too bad. It's possible because my ads are. Uh, I was in a real place when I was recording <laughs> those ads. I like them. I uh, there was, I like yeah. It started off very professional, and then it got looser and looser and looser <laughs> as it went on. Uh, I ask people on my show to plug movies or books. Um, sure. And then I never do. So uh, I've been reading like a shit ton of books over the, the quarantine. And I would recommend, oh no, I'm going to forget the author's names. Um, definitely the book The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. The book Weather by Jenny Ophill. The book Home Going uh, by Ya Gyasi. Mm-hmm. And the book Fever Dream by Samantha, Samantha. Schweblin. Yes. How'd you do that? Have you read it? I am Googling all of these book titles as you say them, just in case uh, okay. you lost any yes. of the author's Fever names. Dream. Uh, <laughs> they are all books that I really, really enjoyed over the last seven months. So check them out because they're great. Books are great. Yeah. Books are great. Those are all of, those are all of my plugs. Sweet. Well, uh, if you guys want some good books, look those up. <laughs> if you want some good friends, look Stefan up. <laughs> look that up. Cool. Well, Stefan, thank you so much. This is a lot of fun. Oh, thank you for having me. As as always, I can't wait to be on again to talk about kitchen appliances. <laughs> I, I did write it in my Google Doc. It's in there. Oh, great. It's going to happen. Uh, I have strong opinions on all of them. I hope so. Oh, any uh, birthday wishes for Toby? Bear in mind, they have to be uh, able to be heard at any birthday in time, because who knows when he'll actually listen to it. At any birthday in time? Yeah. Oh, Wish my, my 30-year-old son a happy birthday. Oh, Toby, right now you're feeling like you're at a point in your life where your 20s are over and it's, it's you might as well die. Uh, but don't. Keep going. It gets, it gets better. It only gets better. And Toby, if you're 99 right now, you imagine being 99. I can't imagine. I won't live it that long. No, me neither. Just enjoy. I, I, and then when you listen to this again, when you turn 100, just live it. Just give her. Get her done. Get her done. Happy birthday, Toby. Toby, happy birthday. If you're 100 listening to this, don't try to make french fries on your own because you're probably not, you, you probably aren't very good in the kitchen anymore. You're 100. Yeah. Well, maybe he became a chef. <laughs> yeah, but he's 100. He's 100. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. Toby, happy birthday. Um, tell your parents that you love them if you want to. You don't have to. No pressure. Yeah, no pressure. No. Nah.
Yeah. That's it. Hey, I'm going to take a minute here in the middle of the show to remind you that Up for Discussion is a proud member of the Upford Network. What's that, Toby? I want Yeah, you can take that. That's fine. The birthday boy is in the room with me right now for this, so uh, you might hear him in the background a little bit. It's okay. Right, Toby? Yeah. Oh, what color is that? Yellow. Yellow, that's right. Okay. So just a reminder that uh, Up for Discussion is a proud member of the Upford Network, and there are a lot of other great shows on the network that you could check out as well if you're looking for... What are you doing? You got yellow? Okay, cool. Toby's got some yellow paper. If you're looking for new podcasts, the Upford Network is a really good place to start. Uh, you can go to upfordnetwork.com uh, to find out all about the, sh- the shows on our network. Um, but I'll highlight a couple. Um, our most recent editions, uh, Some Good Friends, which obviously Stefan mentioned a few minutes ago, and October Jones and Fish with Legs, which um, <laughs> is the newest show on our network. It's a lot of fun. It is a fantasy audio drama. It's also a little bit of a comedy uh, about a girl who befriends a magical elemental being of water, Fish with Legs, and goes on a crazy journey journey learning about authoritarianism and racism and stuff along the way it's um i mean it's very on brand for our network frankly uh the people behind it are really awesome and uh, you'll probably hear from at least one of them sometime soon on the show i uh have plans to uh to talk with one of them very very soon about a topic that is near and dear to their heart uh, but i'm not going to spoil too much because that hasn't been recorded yet but uh anyway check out october jones and fish with legs it is very good. Um, my last uh, recommendation is, uh, again, I'm going to reiterate, you can check out Canada's Young Leaders if you want to hear a lot of insightful conversations about climate change, like I mentioned at the top of the show. Okay, now we are going to go to the second half of the show, where I'll be talking to my co-host, David Hall, who uh, you have heard already in this episode, because he recorded the ad that you heard at the beginning of the episode uh, for Whiskey Lane. Uh, and David and I are going to continue the conversation about Toby's favorite food. That's that's right, French fries. I just got a call telling me that my social insurance number has been suspended. Hey, fun. Due to illegal activities. That's a scam, certainly. Well, of course it is. You know, it's not a scam. My delightful co-host, David Hall. Hey, David. Hey. Are you delightful? Uh, I can be. I have the capacity to be delighted. So let's cut straight to it. How do you feel about French fries? French fries are great. French fries are probably one of the most iconic potato dishes. Yeah. I would say. I, I think that is absolutely fair. I'm a little annoyed, honestly, that I didn't think to make this an episode about potatoes like as an ingredient and decided to hone in on French fries. But also, like, you know, we're doing this for Toby's birthday because he turned two today and it's his favorite food in the world is French fries. So I was like, it's got to be French fries specifically. But the thing that occurred to me, okay, wow, this is really throwing me off. Um, <laughs> listeners, I was telling David right before we started recording that for the past, <laughs> like, at, at this point for the past, like, five minutes, there has just been, like, a ton of crows outside my house, apparently, just cawing in my back alley. They are still they going. They want the fries. I'm going to turn up my gain for, like, half a second just in case. So, uh... Listener, you heard that. David probably didn't. <laughs> I don't know if these are real crows or if one of my neighbors has a really fucking irritating Halloween decoration up. I really hope it's actual crows or I'm going to be pissed. Um, anyway, if I'm a little distracted right now, it's because there is crows. <laughs> <laughs> so many birds. So many birds. Um, all this to say, yeah, French fry, the most iconic potato, made me think, since we're not going to talk about other kinds of potatoes... 
I kind of want to talk about fries. I want to talk about alternative fries. I want to talk about other things you can make fries out of that are not potatoes. Yeah, all right. I can't really think of many uh, substitute for potatoes for fries other than, you know, the obvious sweet potato fry. Mm -hmm. But I have kind of made fries out of carrots. It's weird. It's not great. <laughs> okay, off to a good start. <laughs> what about you? What have what have you done? Yeah, well, so I was thinking about this and like the thing that you want in a like french fry substitute is something that is starchy inherently, right? So it makes sense to me that your your carrot fries were not good cuz carrots are not starchy <laughs> particularly. <laughs> um fair. But that's why, you know, a sweet potato works really well as a french fry because it's got a similar starchiness. Um, my very favorite french fry alternative is uh, the yuca, which um, okay. I don't know if you've had yuca fries before. Yuca is wonderful. Yuca is uh, I'm going to make sure that I'm right about like where they come from. I'm 90 percent sure they are a South American ingredient. Um, <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, so it's kind of if you look at the yucca plant, um, also called cassava, uh, it kind of looks like a like cross between a potato and a carrot, uh, in that it's kind of potato colored but carrot shaped, but really like thick. Um, okay, so which I was is, just like, using the wrong carrot. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> you got to <laughs> use the right kind of carrot. Um, so it's it's really nice. It has. Um, Oh god, I don't even know how to describe the like flavor of it. It's like a little sweet, a little bitter. Um so it's like slightly more flavorful by default than a potato. The texture is like a little bit different. Um but I find those make really nice fries. So that's kind of my like go-to alternative for for a potato fry. Yeah, all right. I'm looking at pictures of yucca fries and they look they they kind of look like fish sticks, I'm not going to lie. You know what? They do a little bit, and they they have a bit more of a stringiness to the texture, mm. um, which is, you know, I think a little less pleasant, frankly, than a potato fry, but I really like the flavor. Okay. I'm going to hit you up with something that's a little controversial. Okay. What makes a French fry a French fry? Is okay. a fish stick a French fry? Okay, this is interesting. This is something that we, we hit on on the show a lot, right, is what makes something a something. What makes a French fry a French fry? I think... Given that it has fry in the name, it definitely needs to be fried. I think that if it is not mm-hmm. fried in some capacity, you can't call it a french fry. So like, a, you know, honestly, I would even, you know, go so far as to say that the frozen fries you buy at the store and then bake in the oven are not really fries. They are bakes. Um, <laughs> they're French bakes. They're French bakes. They're, they're McCain French bakes. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think that's maybe my only real stipulation about what makes something a fry. I, I feel like the shape is important, but like not that important, I guess, given that mm-hmm. curly fries and like crinkle cut fries are a thing. Is the French and French fry just the, the style of cut? No. So the French and French fry um, comes from a misconception, basically, <laughs> um, where, you know, white people love to take credit for everything um so despite the fact that like people in south america were making you know basically french fries for like thousands of years before white people ever saw a potato um when the belgians got their hands on potatoes they started making french fries probably more or less how we know them today and because people in belgium speak french (laughs) um english you know the english people were like oh 
they fry it and they're French, so bop bop. And now it's a French fry. <laughs> Wait, God, those are French fries now? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so the French side of it doesn't matter. I really, yeah, I, I think that maybe rather than shape being an important factor, um, the like finger foodiness of it, like it needs to be kind of something you can theoretically put in your mouth in one bite. Because if you were just to take a potato as is and fry it, yeah, that's not a French fry. No, that's a that's a deep fried potato. That's a deep fried potato. Yeah. Can you imagine though, just doing that Awful. and eating that and calling it a fry? It would be bad. And everyone at the dinner table looking at you as though you were a psychopath. I don't think there is any way that you could deep fry an entire potato that would both get the center of the potato cooked to a state where it is pleasant to eat and not burn the outside of the potato i don't think it can be done i think if you did it really really slowly i don't and know then only at the end did a really hot blast like you have to double fry it you have to <laughs> sous vide your potato in oil you're basically you're basically just like slow cooking it in oil <laughs> yeah i guess i guess or you just sous vide it the whole time and then fry it i think i think if you had like um like a baby potato what do you call those like the little the little boys the small yeah, potatoes little boy potato little boy, little potatoes. boy yeah if you had a toby you sized potato you could you could probably deep fry a whole tiny potato i don't think I you think could deep fry are, a spud i think those are just uh tater tots <laughs> are tater tots fries Hold i think up. i think tater tots are a variety of fry Okay. My okay. issue is, I think that if I ordered French fries and you brought me tater tots, I'd be like, "What the fuck?" But also, I'd eat them because tater tots are great. But I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you brought me tater tots when I wanted French fries, I'd be mad about it. You know. I don't think I I, I find that a very hot take because I feel like most people who order fries expect fries. They've had fries thousands of times. Or. Hopefully not. But if you were to receive a plate of tater tots, you'd be like, "Oh, I haven't had these in so long. This is this is exactly what I didn't know I wanted." Yeah, but I think they don't hit the same note as French fries a lot of the time. Like they're really. I don't know. I have never had a tater tot that was like perfectly crunchy on the outside and perfectly soft on the inside i feel like there's a textural difference maybe it's just in the thickness maybe it's in the like the way that the outside of the tater tot cooks uh, i yeah. i just i don't feel like i've ever had a tater tot that like felt the same to me as a french fry but just a hmm. different shape but how often do you get good french fries when you're going out and about i get good french like, fries a lot what where are you going I order French fries when I when I get takeout. I get French fries most of the time. How are your French fries still good while they're in the car? I That's don't know. Question. It's magic. I'm not saying they're as good as they would be if I ate them in the place, but like there are some places that deliver fries well. I don't know. I think if a fry can get to you within like 15 minutes of like being cooked, it's still going to be a decent fry. That's very brave of you, and I'm glad that you. <laughs> have taken this upon yourself to to do because I know that I would imagine them to be just like slightly wet and slightly dried out and just not like you'd get a, a basket of limp fries mm, not if they're good that's the thing if a french fry is actually if the fry is actually like a perfect fry in my mind it is crunchy on the outside soft on the inside to the point where 
being delivered in, say, a styrofoam container, like, six blocks, won't sog the fries up by the time they get to your house. They'll still have their crunch. They'll still be good. Okay. Yeah. I, I still think that's, I still find that to be amazing. It's hard for me to wrap my head around that. Uh, don't get me wrong. Who... I've had a lot of soggy delivery fries. I'm just saying it's possible. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, um, uh, shout out again to Atlas Pizza in NDG. <laughs> they, uh, they're not too far from you, I think. Um, they're great. Their fries are perfect. Their fries deliver perfectly. They're, they're wonderful. Their pizza? Fine. Their fries? Phenomenal. So anyway, all this to say, uh, French fries can del- deliver well. They don't all the time. They can. Yeah. Um, there is some kosher restaurant in Montreal that does shawarma, mm-hmm. and they put yeah. the French fries in the pita. Yep. Do you know where this is? Pretty much any kosher restaurant that sells shawarma. Cool. They will do it if you ask. Okay, yeah. I it feel like a... I, I had this with you and Andy once, and it was awesome. Yeah, prob- probably with Andy, because Andy always asks for that. But uh, if, I, if memory serves, and don't quote me on this because I'm dumb and forget lots of things. Sure. Two things like we know a about very... you. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> mark that on my tombstone. Is that uh, putting French fries in shawarma is like a very Israeli thing. Okay. And it's something that people... Uh, really enjoy and like Israelis that are, that are in Montreal like really want that shit okay. so they just ask and it's something that I've never seen be an issue I've never seen I don't think there's even an upcharge for it I think they just do it they're just like yeah sure whatever <laughs> it's interesting. We, make, we make french fries here why not right yeah so I guess any place that sells both shawarma and french fries it's worth asking yeah it's always worth asking just like hey can you just Check a few fries inside, see what happened. Fair enough. We've talked a little bit about, you know, delivery fries. We've talked a little about some, like, alternative fries, um, which really, like... Alternative <laughs> fries is such a weird turn of phrase in my head. I just... Yeah, it is. <laughs> when you say alternative fries, I'm just imagining, like, somebody serving me a banana and cutting it up and just giving me raw banana slices and being like... Or, like, raw banana strips and being like... Try some of my alternative fries. <laughs> Wait, so they're not even fried? They're just raw? Yeah. No. They're just raw banana. It's raw banana. Because I was going to say, I was going to say, like, I could see a banana fry being decent. Because, like, banana chips are nice. And, like, that's true. Plantain chips and, like, tostones are nice. So, like, I'm sure you could cut it into a French fry shape. And you could probably fry it because bananas are a little starchy. That's it. That's what I. Mm, okay. <laughs> I'm like. I think I maybe I'm gonna give this a shot. I I have potatoes in my kitchen that I have been like hanging on to not for very long. I bought what I'm saying is I bought them with the intention of making French fries, and maybe I will pick up a single banana between now and then as well, and like see what I can make happen. Yeah. Oh man, you should what you should do is uh, make some French fries from the potatoes, make some banana French fries from the bananas, and mix the two. And don't say anything. <laughs> You're a bad man, David. Just have some some little uh, little subterfuge spies in there. I feel like Toby would maybe be into that. I don't know. Well, That's... the question is, the first question is, would anyone notice? If no one notices, then they're just as good. I don't see how that's possible. I feel like if a French fry was made of a banana, it would still taste like a banana, and and oil, I guess. But if you're it, but it might be a mind trick. Uh, it might be a mind freakery moment mm. where you're eating fries, you have the taste of fry, you expect fry, 
and then you go into a zen a zen space or a fugue state where you're just eating sure and you don't notice any changes in what you're eating interesting you're proposing that when we eat french fries we enter into such a state of bliss that we kind of disassociate for a little while until we're done eating french fries and someone could slip something else into our plate without us noticing i'm gonna be real with you how many times have you been eating french fries paying attention to something else the entire time and then you suddenly realize oh i'm i'm out of fries yeah you know what (laughs) (laughs) i think there i think there is some validity to this idea you just you just keep going you just popping and munching and then they're gone and then all that time is also gone do you think if I just eat French fries from now till the end of the pandemic, <laughs> the pandemic will just end way faster for me than for everybody else? I mean, it it would until you reach a point of critical mass where your heart might stop. So technically, the pandemic would end faster for me than everyone else at that point. That's true. This also, is so fun pop, because pop this is head. this is my two year old son's birthday episode, and we just made a joke about me dying early. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here here's the thing. I was gonna ask. Do you, off the top of your head, know if potatoes have vitamin C in them? Off the top of my head, no. Off the top of my Google search, uh, let's see, uh, a little, a small amount. Okay, like very. I feel like that oh no, a good amount actually. They are rich oh. in vitamin C. Oh really? Right? Oh shoot! I was gonna say you were gonna get scurvy before you passed passed away, yeah. but no, you're just gonna die. Sorry, Tom. No fun pirate diseases for you. Well, you know, uh, that might as well be how I go in a non-piratey way. <laughs> just, just eating potatoes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Death by potato. I'm so glad that it's with me that we take these roundabout uh, looks at mortality in the universe. I mean, that's really what a food podcast is about. Mortality. Because at the end of the day, everything we eat is dead. Oh, no. Yeah. That's why you've got to eat it while it's alive. <laughs> That's it. Don't don't fry your potatoes. Just crunch them. Yeah. Just bite straight into that bad boy. Okay. We're going to have to wrap up in a minute. David, I have one final question for you. What is like off the top of your head the best french fry experience you have ever had? Doesn't have to be straight up fries. It could be a poutine or any other variety of french fry dish. But what is the best french fry experience you have ever had? I think the best french fry experience I ever had was the first time I made french fries myself and I used an air fryer and I took very special care to cut everything uniformly so everything would be the same size cook at the same time and all be ready at the perfect crisp and then I seasoned it with salt, pepper and paprika Mm. and it was very good that sounds incredible and I'm gonna leave you with a hot take Okay. I only eat my fries with salt and pepper, nothing else you know what that's not that hot a take. <laughs> I've done that. I've definitely... It's interesting. If I don't have pepper on my fries, I will usually dip them in something. If I have pepper, I totally get it. If I can get salt and pepper on my french fries, I just won't eat them like that. They don't need They don't need vinegar. They don't need ketchup. <laughs> and if you're one of those people who dips your uh, french fries in mustard, God help you. <laughs> This is fun because you didn't absolute freak. You didn't get to hear the first half of this episode. <laughs> but oh, no. Stefan Stefan's girlfriend dips French fries in mustard, and uh, I do too sometimes. <laughs> so Ooh. God have mercy on your souls. I will say, uh, I got after a very painful shift the other day. 
that was like half an hour over time and exhausting, uh, I got home and ordered myself some McDonald's and I dipped my french fries in McDonald's spicy mustard and I felt like a king. (laughs) I think I agree that like good french fries don't need anything to be dipped in. They They can stand on their own with a little bit of seasoning. Well, that just about wraps us up for the day. David, do you have anything you want to plug or encourage people to do before we depart? Uh, I want to encourage everyone to find someone you know who has uh, the tendency to eat their fries with mustard and just look at them. Just look them dead in the eyes and make a sad face for them because they don't know better. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And also try to make some bananas out of french fries and tell me how that goes because I think that shit's funny. <laughs> I I am definitely going to give this a shot because <laughs> I'm not convinced that it wouldn't be good. I'm not convinced. I think it would be good. Oh, no. I don't. I think it could probably be very good. Yeah. I just the imagery of it is buck wild and my brain is unable to process that as a food. Well, uh, maybe my mouth will process it as a food by the time this episode comes out and I will keep you posted. Do you have any birthday wishes for Toby, bearing in mind that he might listen to this, you know, in 10, 30 years? Who knows how long it'll be before he decides he wants to listen to his birthday podcast? Toby, I'm sure whatever you choose to do in life, you will succeed. But don't let Tom allow you or convince you to dip your french fries in mustard. It's a bad call. You won't make friends. You'll be that one person at the bar that everyone looks at at the end of a night and goes, ooh. I mean, fair enough. Uh, Toby, I would also I would also like to take this moment to encourage you to be careful in bars because alcoholism runs in your family. It's me. I'm the alcoholic. <laughs> Deep cut. <laughs> All right. Well, David, Uncle David, as Toby knows you, thank you so much. No problem. I'll talk to you on Thursday when we record our other podcast. Yeah, that seems... Is that, that's still happening, right? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have a good night. Take it easy. Also, Tom, by the way, yeah. when you said that you had a, a big shift the other day and it was really exhausting. Did you mishear me and think I said big shit? Oh, I legitimately did. And oh. it, didn't, it still stayed in context for what you said after. You know what? <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> Happy birthday, Toby. Happy birthday, Toby. Thank you so much for listening to Up for Discussion. Do you have a favorite way to eat french fries? Do you have a favorite place to get french fries from? Toby, do you like french fries? Yeah, That's right. You can tell us all about your favorite french fries at Down With Talking on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> if you like this episode and want to help us make the show even better, you can head to patreon.com slash upfordiscussion to donate. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, Killian, Sarah, Angelica... Anne, Andrew, Laura, Kate, Erica, and Chantal. (sighs) As exhausting as it is to read that entire list of names, I love every time that it gets longer because it makes it more of a challenge for me and also means that more of you guys are engaging with this content on that level, which is very cool for me. Our patrons get access to our Discord server, the ability to request topics for episodes of the show, invites to exclusive Zoom dinner parties, and so much more. Again, that's patreon.com slash up for discussion if you want to donate.
We also have merch if you want to, you know, help fund the show while also getting some cool swag for yourself. And you can hit the merch link in the description to get all sorts of great stuff from our lovely friends over at TeePublic. And of course, you can support the show for free by leaving a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice and by sharing this episode with a friend. iTunes reviews or Apple podcast reviews, I guess, are uh, the most useful because they help us with our visibility specifically. I would really, really encourage you if you are an iTunes person, Apple podcast person, if you got an iPhone, I would encourage you to leave a review there. It helps us out a lot. Our theme music is by Zach Ingalls, and our cover art is by David Flam. You can, and frankly should, find links to support both of them in the description of this episode, and also links to anything that Stefan and David plugged during our recordings. And last but not least, this show is produced and edited by me, Tom Zalatni, as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. Toby, do you want to say anything to your future self while we're here? Any any words of wisdom for people? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Just <laughs> if you're Toby and you know it, say oh no. <laughs> if you're Toby and you know it, say oh no. If you're Toby and you know it, and you really wanna show it, if you're Toby and you know it, say oh no. Okay, well he's clapping, so that's cool. <laughs> I love you. Happy birthday. I hope you understand. It just Dragons. Canada. The multiverse theory. Corgis. Queer representation. Reconciliation. Angels. Demons. Squirrels. Moose. Moose and squirrels. Sorcerers. Dinosaurs. Forests. Giants. Rogues. Warlocks. Plains. Sewers. Lavender. Natural Toonie. A Canadian Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Right here on the Upford Network. Hello, my name is Stefan, and please join me every week for my podcast, Some Good Friends, a show where I talk to some good friends of mine. Previous guests have included a Reiki healer, the heir to the Redenbacher popcorn throne, the person definitely not responsible for the murder hornet outbreak, and Jack Nicholson. Comes out Mondays, early in the morning. Check it out, and you might laugh.